on the shore. I still, to this day, mum's 84, I don't think she can swim. Um, Dad could swim, of course, um, and growing up on a farm, obviously, they swam in dams because they were off. Mum actually grew up in um, Karagulak, which is out of Colac and Bacchusmar and that, that region, so she was uh, not by the beach anyway as well. Uh, so as a teenager, I um, used to obviously go surfing and mat riding, as we called it back in those days, and uh, spent a lot of time, my, my misspent youth, on the beach. Uh, the beaches between, you know, Torquay and um, Lawn were my was my <clears throat> stamping ground, I guess. Who taught you to swim? Ah, uh, good question. I did learn to swim at school. I went to, um, we went, to, oh, Dad probably was the first. Uh, when we were kids, we, we were taught um, how to look after ourselves in the surf. And Dad had obviously learned that just being a local at Torquay, you know, through his locality at Torquay. Um, <clears throat> we were all very lucky as kids that we had that opportunity to spend time in the water and at the, at the beach. And and it was in those days it was safe. I mean, one of my nephews said to me the other day, "Is um, what's that that um, TV show that's on now, Puberty Blues? Was that anything like you, Karen?" I said, "Well, yeah, kind of, but not all the rough stuff." <laughs> so, so yeah, so we had we had an idyllic lifestyle really. We'd walk down to the beach from home, and we were a mile off the water, so we'd walk down, have a you know, take your surfboard or your mat or whatever you're doing surf all day and you know mum would pick you up at sunset <laughs> and that was about it but it was beach 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 for me in summer and I, I used to be so tanned my hair would blonde and all the usual you know beach culture. That was lovely and then, <coughs> then when you were 16 in 1971 you joined the Torquay Surf Life Saving Club what, what brought that about? Um, once again the surfing and also my peers you know that's your teenage years and the boys that I used that was you know surfing with and things we all uh, got together and, um, and and they were in the surf club, but girls weren't allowed. I wasn't allowed to join as a surf lifesaver, for goodness sake. I had to join the women's auxiliary. That was the only avenue to gain entry to a surf lifesaving club back in those days. I was 16. And now, the women in the women's auxiliary were in their 50s and 60s, so you can imagine what that was like. Were there other 16-year-olds? Uh, at the time, there was probably three of us, and that grew slowly over the time. In 1971, we were permitted to do our resuscitation certificate and our advanced resuscitation certificate. Now, the advanced resuscitation in those days included the use of oxygen, oxygen under pressure and suction. So we then had a qualification that a lot of surf life, male surf lifesavers didn't have because it was a new award. I think my award number in Victoria was V75, so I was the 75th person in the state to gain that award. And that was quite an achievement back then because it was, oh, goodness, what are you going to do with that? We were then permitted to assist on patrol, assist in inverted commas. In other words, we weren't allowed to do much at all. Should somebody require oxygen or first aid, perhaps we could assist by handing the Band-Aids or turning the machine on. So it was, it was a really interesting time. When I look back on it now, I, I just laugh. I think it was just bizarre the way... We just, and back then, we just accepted it. I mean, we didn't, and I, mean, I was a 16-year-old girl. Well, who was I to stand up against the, the you know, officialdom of surf lifesaving and say, no, I can do better than that? Did you have to do things that more traditional women's auxiliaries would do? Oh, the, the cups of tea yeah. and the sandwiches? Oh, absolutely. That was all part of the deal, yes. Right. And did the um, male members take the, um, uh, the uh, oxygen exams and 
get that qualification as well? Ultimately, yeah, yep. And at the time that I did mine, I know there were a group of boy, young guys that did it as well, you know, our peers that did it at, mm. at that time as well. Yeah, I wonder why they let you women take it at that time. Well, there was no rule to say that you had to have your bronze medallion to gain that award. Uh-huh. That's, what the, that's what we challenged and that's why we got in. And they wouldn't let you take your bronze medallion? No. Right, okay. We'll get to that. Yes. <laughs> and before we leave your childhood, um, what sort of experience was school for you? I had a great time at school. I mean, you know, with Mercy Nuns, obviously very strict and Catholic upbringing and uh, very strict and organised and uniform measuring and all those sorts of things that you go through with the nuns. Um, I then went and studied uh, part-time at the RMIT and I studied interior design um, in those days, it was more like an interior architectural award uh, qualification, more so than a than a design decorator design award uh, qualification. So uh, 